Vegas' official NBA team win predictions have been revealed, and once again, the Toronto Raptors are being slept on. So I'm going to break down the over-under odds for this team and some of the teams they expect to be better than Toronto this season, which is kind of interesting. Additionally, we have Chris Boucher images coming out of him looking swole, putting in some work the offseason, so we got to break down how he can have an impact on the team with a few Bits of added muscle down in the paint, and additionally, we do have some Kevin Durant news to update on. I know people are sick of the KD talk, but Adrian Morjanowski gave an interesting report today, so we'll dive into that as well. So, without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, breaking down the latest Toronto Raptors news. And the first thing we're discussing, the first thing we're talking about, is the Toronto Raptors underestimated once again in the NBA's over-under odds predictions. Now, this has become a running meme for the Toronto Raptors because eight out of the last nine years, and the only year we failed to achieve the over on the over-under odds was the year we were displaced in Tampa. So really, eight of the last eight years we were in Toronto, we played on our home court arena, this team has beaten the over-under odds. So once again, the odds have been released, and once again, it's looking like an easy, easy win for the Toronto Raptors. If you look at where they have us placed, they currently have us placed at 44.5 wins. Now, this is significantly higher than last year because obviously Toronto came off the tanking season. They weren't looking that good. I get why the betting odds, the bookies might be underestimating the team. They had us about 33 wins last season, but Toronto came out and had an easy, easy overtaking of that. We ended up getting 48 wins last season. So, you know, that's pretty solid. We ended up making the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. I thought we were getting top four seeds. We were only a game or two back, right? We weren't too, too far off that mark. However, this season, they got us being worse than we were last year. They have us at 44.5 wins. So essentially, if you want to hit the over, we have to win three less games than we did last season, and which is pretty interesting. Now, I'm going to discuss the other teams because I do think the NBA will be better this season, but you can't predict injuries, and obviously everyone's predicting everyone back healthy. But Atlanta did get better. You know, the Bucks will have less injuries, I assume. Chris Middleton will be back. I know that was a later season sort of injury thing. Maybe the Nets have higher expectations. Who knows? Right, I get all that sort of stuff. But just looking at it in a vacuum before we discuss the teams that people are predicting to be better than the Raptors, right? How are you going to underestimate a team that's entire core is below what 25 years old with exception of two veterans that are entering the middle of their primes? And one of their the number one option, the key guy was dealing with a shoulder injury for the first half of the season last year. And the the, uh, the all-star on the team last year, basically the whole entire second half of the season was dealing with lower leg issues, right? So your two veterans are coming back healthy. And the rest of your roster, the rest of your entire core, with the exception of Thaddeus Young and Chris Boucher, but you know, your, your starting caliber players and Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, all these guys. They are just young players that are growing and proving significantly every single year. You're predicting that team is going to get worse? You're predicting that team is going to fall in the standings? Are going to lose more games? And on top of it, we added back, auto, or we added to the squad, Otto Porter Jr., who's an NBA champion, right? He's going to bolster this bench, which obviously was the Toronto Raptors' biggest issue last year. And some of the young guys I didn't even mention are showing pretty solid promise in summer league and younger guys coming in, whether it be a Champagny, Delano Banton, or Jeff Doughton, hopefully, right? 
you're looking at this roster, you're seeing this team, and you're saying the Toronto Raptors are going to be worse. They're going to lose, you know, for teams of people that want to bet the over, they're going to lose three more games than they did last season. Is that really the take? Is that really the direction that we want to go into? Is that really what the the odds makers are doing? I don't know. I think it's stupid. As mentioned, the last eight seasons the Toronto Raptors played at home in Toronto, they beat the over-under, and it's a safe bet. You know, obviously, I'm not a betting guy. I don't put my money on that sort of stuff, but if if there's any bet you want to put your money on, this is the type of bet you want to do. But looking at the other teams as well that they have over the Toronto Raptors, it's... It's kind of silly. It's kind of silly in my opinion right here, right? They have uh they have the Atlanta Hawks who what what are we doing with Atlanta here? What are we doing with Atlanta Hawks over the Toronto Raptors? Atlanta was a 43 win team last season and they just got rid of Kevin Herter. I know they brought in DeJounte Murray. I know he's going to he's going to be an addition to their team, but are you, is anyone seriously considering Atlanta going to be taking a massive jump this season? I don't know. DeJounte Murray is good, but they're not at the level. Defensive end, they're not at the level of the Toronto Raptors. Trey Young's still there. I know they made the conference finals a couple seasons ago, but I don't, I don't see a world where that roster can outplay this Toronto squad. We have the Philadelphia 76ers, maybe with Joel Embiid uh, coming back and James Harden healthy. They, uh, they can turn their things around. They can see what's on the go with that. But, uh, you know, Philadelphia's there, Milwaukee and Boston, I get given Boston's final run, Milwaukee, you know, winning the championship two seasons ago without uh, their Chris Middleton, right? I-, I can see why those two teams are ahead, but Philadelphia and Atlanta, I feel like the sports books would have a better eye on that sort of stuff. Now, one team that I don't, I didn't see in this tweet and I couldn't pull up just from the, the look I did pre-podcast, I couldn't see where the Brooklyn Nets are. Also, the Miami Heat are ahead of the Toronto Raptors. I'm not sold on Miami Heat being that solid again this year i know they were the number one seed but kyle lowry is aging right he started to you know you can't underestimate kyle lowry i won't disrespect the raptors growth but i just feel like the toronto raptors are going to take a leap this season and personally i get why you might have the out of just respect for last season even the sixers even the heat obviously the bucks and the the boston celtics but atlanta overtaking the raptors at this point uh we'll see where brooklyn actually is on this list but I don't know. I don't think it's a, it's a smart play. I don't think it's... Don't you want to put the over? You want to put the over? Bet the over on Toronto Raptors. I think it's absolutely foolish. I don't want to get too dramatic and too homerish on all this sort of stuff, but I am predicting top three seed this season. And it could be higher. It could be higher, but I think the safe bet is top three seed. I might be delusional, but we're, we're coming for the top of the conference, and we got a squad to do it. So bet the over. Support, uh, well, you're not supporting the squad, but support your pockets and make your money on the Toronto Raptors succeeding. And maybe even more so because the Toronto Raptors are bringing back a Chris Boucher who is looking swole. Now, some Raptors Digest fans might know and go back to during a 2020 March, April, May, whenever the, the time period was when there was absolutely zero news in NBA basketball. Uh, things were just super quiet. Everyone was bored, stuck in their house. And I may or may not have made a picture of a swole Chris Boucher as a meme. This picture back in uh, 2020, I uh, may, may have ex- made his muscles look a little bit bigger. I thought it was a little bit obvious that his uh, it's Photoshop, clearly. I kind of made that meme, commented in the, the picture. But however, it did get picked up by SportsCenter. It did get picked up by a lot of news media outlets. And I may have 
may or may not have let it run. I may or may not have let uh, everyone feed into the hype while there's nothing going on with the Chris Boucher fake uh, swole picture. But that's just a meme in itself. But we actually got some pics. Chris Boucher's post himself. No Raptors Digest quarantine memes. And he's looking big. Chris Boucher is looking good in the most recent pictures. Obviously, the Photoshop gets you excited and all that sort of stuff. But we got uh, Chris Boucher working out, putting on some muscle. Obviously, he is, you know, one of those long, wiry guys. He's never going to be able to look like a prime Dwight Howard or anything like that. Everyone's bodies are different. But you can definitely see the strength being built up in Chris Boucher in these workout photos. And this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge for the Toronto Raptors, seeing a Chris Boucher comeback. The bit added much slow. I'm sure he's working on his game in the paint and all that sort of stuff because... Toronto Raptors still, obviously, Christian Coloco is a guy that's a seven-footer, a true seven-footer, and I think will be getting some minutes at the center position, but he's not going to be one of those reliable guys in the playoffs in his rookie season as a second-round pick. It's unrealistic to expect, expect him to be, you know, uh, a guy you can rely upon in the playoffs right away. Centers take usually a couple years to develop, especially when they're second-round guys, hyper-athletes, all that sort of stuff. So Chris Boucher, as he did last season, is going to need to play a lot of the center position this year. And having Chris Boucher with that extra size to get more of those rebounds to bang down low and still have that mobility, the ability to switch on around the three-point line, knock down the three-point shot, that's going to be huge. And obviously, Chris Boucher last season seemed to come in a little bit lethargic, a little bit slower than he usually does or has been with the Toronto Raptors since he's been getting opportunities. So the fact that he's putting in that work, putting in that spool, putting in that muscle, right, should mean see an improved Chris Boucher next season just got the big contract and that's one thing that's good too right sometimes people get the big money and they sort of rest on their laurels they don't need to you know work on their game work on their body and Chris Boucher seems like he's putting some work in the summer I mean that's pretty swole that's pretty swole there for uh Chris Boucher no photoshop needed no photoshop needed no uh no Chris Boucher fake news as you can see on this this pink right there but uh let me know what you guys think of Chris Boucher's uh Added muscle, looking good on that end. But uh, we also have a Kevin Durant Woj bomb, Woj update. I know people are getting sick of the KD news, but folks, I'm covering everything surrounding the Toronto Raptors. It's the offseason. We need to talk about all this sort of stuff. And when there's the potential to acquire a top five player, there's a quote going around from Masai Jerry. When you have a top five player available you know, on the trade market, you got you to gotta at least go for it. See what you can do. However, this Woj bomb... Is coming, it's fitting what the narrative I brought up in not the previous video, the video prior. Right now, talks have stagnated. The Brooklyn Nets have not seen any deals that they want. So, what are they doing? They're going to any media outlet, they're going to any reporter that will listen and trying to up the value of their players, trying to up the narrative such that it shifts in terms of Kevin Durant having a bunch of value. And then, when more and more people think that a player has value, it switches the minds of. GMs or lesser-minded GMs like uh, maybe the Timberwolves of Rudy Gobert, even though I don't think that was a horrible trade given their circumstances, their situation. However, I do think it's uh, it's it, it was definitely an overpay in terms of the first-round picks. But the Brooklyn Nets are spreading some stuff to the media. Now, the first thing they said to Adrian Wojnarowski was they have no interest in a Toronto Raptors trade, a KD trade, if Scotty Barnes is not involved. So that's one. That's the, the number one thing, and we'll talk about that. We'll discuss that uh, after, but obviously it's been come from the other end on the Toronto Raptors side of things, how we will not give up Scotty Burns and a potential deal for Kevin Durant. So that's the, that's the one thing Woj essentially came out and said. And two, he said, 
the Brooklyn Nets would be well happily welcome Kevin Durant back if he were to renege his trade request. If he was to put in the pass and say, oh, it is what it is, I am willing to come back to the squad. But he did make a point to say the Nets are still actively working on, tra- on making some trade requests. They're trying to figure out some deals. They're trying to put some things together. And until KD reneges the trade request, they're still going to be working on it. So I'm still of the mindset. If KD hasn't reneged the trade request, if he hasn't put it all together, if he hasn't sort of walked it back at this point where the Nets are have essentially been asking for lucrative offers and stuff, I don't. I still don't see a world where this is going to work out, where this is going to go together. And there's now reports coming out from the Spurs essentially saying that there might be a three-team deal between Kyrie going to the Lakers, Russell Westbrook going to uh, Russell Westbrook going to the San Antonio Spurs, and that situation playing out. If Kyrie's traded, I don't. I don't see how it's going to work out. And obviously, the the relationship between Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and ownership and Joe Sy, right? I don't see how that partnership is going to mend the fence i don't i know things have slowed down i know the momentum's died off and i I get why the toronto raptors might not want to do a deal if the nets asking price is going to be so lucrative but the nets might get desperate and masayu jerry's just waiting he is in the cave in the cave questing for kd and he's just taking his time he's waiting for that jewel to to come up and he'll end up giving that non-scotty bag to get uh get kevin durant to the so We'll see what happens. Let me know what you guys think of the whole KD drama situation in the comment section below. And, it, and speaking of big trades, speaking of uh, of massive deals, on this day four years ago, on this day four years ago, we have a trade, a blockbuster. Kawhi Leonard ended up coming to the Toronto Raptors. I'm also getting phone calls left, right, and center during this recording, but we, we plow through. But um, four four years ago, Kawhi Leonard was traded to the Toronto Raptors or had his introductory press conference. And, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty wild, pretty wild. Maybe today's the day the deal goes happen. Just so everything aligns perfectly with the four year sort of trade negotiation, all that stuff popping off. But shout out to, shout out to Kawhi winning that championship. People are sick of the KD drama, but let me know what you guys think of all of the news broken down in this video. Uh, if you guys are best to make this far, check out the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, all that cool stuff. Anyways, enough of me rambling. I'm signing off. Cheers.